Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight, we are recapping episode three of Star Wars Ahsoka, Time to Fly, from Jedi training to live action Pergil and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me is always Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Well, Mike, I think we're uh, we're going with the Lion King definition of live action with the Pergil. Because <laughs> there were not actual whales harmed in the filming of this. It was uh, it was CGI, but... Uh, you mean it wasn't like they did in uh, A New Hope where they just stuck a bunch of shit onto elephants <laughs> for the Banthas? Yeah. They just didn't like... They just oh. they didn't take real whales and glue a bunch of shit to them and then right. throw them through a cloud and film it. <laughs> nope, nope. No whales were filmed in the harming of this. Yes, I said Steve. that backwards. <laughs> Steve, I absolutely loved this episode yes. of Star Wars Ahsoka. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, it's for me, you know, taking recency bias into account, sure, blah, blah, blah. I think it's my favorite non-Andor episode of a Star Wars thing. Hmm. Okay. Ever? Okay. Ever? Are we talking... Think, yeah, we're we're talking... I mean... All the live I, uh, action, or are we including all the stuff that came before this? I was I was just thinking Disney Plus original... Okay, okay. Uh, yes. Live action shows. Then, but now, as soon as I say that, I start thinking of like, well, I almost cried when I saw Luke Skywalker again, so maybe... <laughs> right. Maybe I should take that. that I was going to bring that up. That one um, That one definitely sticks in the, the craw. That one sticks like, out. Yeah, that one sticks that, out. So, okay. So, recency bias, blah, blah, blah. This was an incredible episode of Star Wars. Right. I it, believe. I now... Believe I I absolutely adored it, much like it seems you did. Um, yeah. My question is, did you and I like it as much as we did because of the member berries? Was it um, all because of Rebels that we loved this episode? Because we've seen Rebels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, possibly. Okay. Because you mentioned right before we started that it kind of lost... Your wife. Yes. Who has not watched Rebels. Correct. My wife has watched 20 to 25 episodes, key episodes of Rebels, handpicked and curated by yours truly. If you would like a <laughs> list of those episodes, let me know. And I, you can get a crash course on Rebels straight from the Multiverse Report if you want. If you want to catch up on that before, you know, next week's episode of Ahsoka. Right. Um, I'm prepared to do that for you. Um, but she, so, I mean, that was enough for her to be... Fully in on that. She loved it also. She thought okay. it was great. I am very interested in the opinion of, I mean, no offense to your lovely wife. She's not really a big Star Wars fan in general. No, she's right? a Star Wars uh, Stockholm Syndrome victim. <laughs> um <laughs> Because between me and <laughs> That's a great way to put yeah, it. <laughs> between me and my son's uh, newfound obsession, she's screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Um I'm really interested to hear the opinion of Star Wars fans who have not seen Rebels, like just right. the Star Wars fans, because we know they're out there yeah. that have only that only watch the movies um, and only watch the live action stuff that don't do the animated shows, which I think is a mistake. But not everyone has the time. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, Not everybody has the um, time. Not everyone like I, I get when people haven't f can't get behind animation. 
I, I personally don't agree with it. I know. I think it's a tragedy, but I guess yes. I, on some level I understand it. Right. But I think it's tragic. Um, but yeah, it, it's so we've we've waxed poetic and talked about how much we enjoyed it. But uh, what I guess. Was there anything in specific that uh, without spoilers before we go whole hog spoilers? Uh, was there anything specific that you can, you know, point to that was like, this is why I liked it? Or was it just a general, every other scene hit the, hit the feels the right way? I think we should just be going whole hog, uh, spoilers here. I don't think, oh, I'm cool with that. I just, this is an instant reaction. If you're watching this, you should have just watched episode three of Ahsoka. If you haven't, yeah, we already spoiled it kind of with my intro (laughs) to the show. So, um, you know. That's what this is. This is a spoiler reaction. All right. Yeah. To Fire away. So, yeah, now here's the, the real spoiler barrier, I guess. So I don't I mean, honestly, I just loved everything. I liked how <laughs> it was constructed. I liked how it moved from one thing. to another. We got a lot in this episode. They gave us a lot um, and it didn't feel overcrowded. It didn't feel rushed and it looked great. Yeah, we got a lot of space in this, whether it was just shots of. Uh, the rebel fleet. Now, I guess I can't call them the rebel fleet, the new Republic fleet um, or, you know, the great dogfight space battle at the end. So good. It all looked very good. It all looked like near movie level quality, um, but it didn't feel over packed. We got, what do we get? The, uh, the beginning, the training with Ahsoka and Sabine. Okay. Let me, let me pause right here. Okay. David Tennant, is yeah. the greatest addition to this. You can I love David imagine. Tennant so much. Like, I, David Huyang. Tennant in... Oh, God. David Tennant in anything just makes it better. Just makes it better. He's um, argu- he's arguably the best doctor. He's... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 100% arguably the best Marvel the villain. Marvel vi- best Marvel villain. Yeah. Um, because I think both of us are on that train. Oh, yeah. um, and now he's arguably the best or like well he's yeah see that's the problem he's not even the best droid in this series but he's still amazing right (laughs) um what give me a real quick explanation because i remember him from clone wars okay but as to what who yang is or does my not really my question is just why is he called who yang and not just like ts15 or some random string of letters and numbers I want to say he's like an ancient droid from the New Republic or Old like Republic, High Republic or High Republic. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, that's... He, I mean, he certainly he's designed as if he could be from the High Republic. For sure. Yeah, it's uh, it, to my knowledge, like that was just he was old and that was his name. Oh, OK. Like, there was no I don't think there was any real. I mean, I guess I to... was I was I was assuming that's probably what it was. But yeah. I didn't know if there was a specific like if he was built the same time that R2 was built and they just didn't give him a letter number code for right. his name. It would be strange. Um, but I, <laughs> I like that. I like that. He's just, you know, he's just super old. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I also like that they aren't just blowing by his comment about how she's not fit for the force. <laughs> um, and that's like, but you know, <laughs> uh, it's a through line because yeah. it's true. And like, how many people did we see on social media this past between the debut two episodes and tonight, being like, oh, Sabine doesn't have the Force. She can't be a Jedi. She doesn't have the Force. Right. 
It's like, yeah, we all know that. Right. <laughs> like, we know. And you know who else knows that? Dave Filoni knows it, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's part of this show. Part of the plot of the show is that she's not, it doesn't come naturally to her. She doesn't nec- even maybe even believe in it. I mean, I guess she believes in it because she's seen Ezra and Kanan use it. But, right. I mean, hope your religion is an ancient tricks or no match for a good blaster in her side. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, she's very much from the Han Solo school of thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's a Mandalorian. She's literally yes. like her, her people and Jedi were literally at odds and fought wars. Yes. Beskar armor was developed to fight against Jedi. Right, right. So we know that, but also we know that Kanan in Rebels, as well as Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, and also Ahsoka in this very episode, says Force uh, is in every living thing. Yeah. You know, and Obi-Wan says it in New Hope, like it, you know, surrounds us and binds us and penetrates us like it's everywhere. The Force is everywhere. You just need the... Uh, wherewithal to tap into it yeah. and that's what they're working on so it's possible do, do we have any more episode four quotes we can just toss around for the hell of it or um yeah um i can't see a thing in this helmet how am i supposed to fight which is almost <laughs> exactly what, what i was hoping said. for <laughs> yes um and i i love that scene so much again we talked about in our first reaction we talked about the pacing yep. of the first episode how it was like sl- slow ish but like not negatively slow just slow in a yeah we're telling a story and this is the time it takes to tell these to show this characterization yeah and not what we're used to in a lot of live action disney plus shows looking at you marvel where they're just like bam 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 no time for characterization we got to get the thing we got to get moving um and that I, i felt the same of this episode in general but especially like the training sequences like there's just like long pauses. They're just really taking their time to show they're using the wooden sticks that Kanan used with her when yep. he was training her uh, to use the dark saber in rebels. Wow, it was a great callback and they give her a helmet that she can't see out of. And she says a line very similar to what Luke says in new hope. Um, that whole scene was great showing like, you know, all of a sudden she's over here and tapping her and like the frustration and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was just really great. And that they're like kind of, yeah, it's it's seemingly her uh, Sabine's training to become a force user or not a non Jedi, I guess, um, right. is going to be an arc of this show, which I don't think we expected going in. But I love it. And I love that they are um, handling it with such care. I think it's so far, at least in the first three episodes, it seems um, like they're really paying attention to that. Yeah, to the detail the- of it. Uh, you talk about the pacing, the cutoff of the scene where she had to go talk to Hera and you're left just staring at the cup. Yeah, it was great. I was just like, that's it. Again, I don't know if it's because I could see that 100% as a scene in Rebels. Yeah. Or something else, but it, it hit right for me. Yes. Yep. The extra the extra shot of the cup after she got up was like a chef's kiss yeah. on that. Scene. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, um, so speaking of Hera, we see Hera, uh, asking for permission from Chancellor Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. Chancellor of the New Republic. I don't think I knew that. Has that been specified? Um, she becomes Chancellor of the New Republic. I believe in books it has in, okay. in the, the new canon novels. I mean, she was for years in the EU, but I mean, it makes sense, um, but yeah. 
yeah, I don't read the books or the comics, so I, I mean, I've read a couple of comics, but not that you know yep. specifies that. So I was like, whoa, Chancellor, I mean, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but always great to see Genevieve O'Reilly show up. Um, you know, kind of giving us like a hard line connection to Andor at least. Um, with her uh, showing up. Um, there's a little bit of familiarity between her and Hera because yeah. they have met and um, they know each other. They should know each other from what we know from Rebels. Um, yeah, it'd be really awkward if that whole scene was just like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a general. Um, oh, okay. We don't know each other. Fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also, you know, if not to just, not to throw more shade at this guy, but if J.J. Abrams directed this episode, he may not have fair made known that connection or cared about that connection you know and those things are the kind of holes that people hate um uh and there's one senator that doesn't want to give her the funds doesn't believe that thrawn is still alive i feel like they could go either way that could just be like a senator that doesn't believe it or he could have like some kind of evil um, right. plot in mind i kind of hope so he doesn't no. i kind of hope it's just a senator that doesn't believe that he's alive because that is very plausible and not everything needs to be a a grand reveal of right. betrayal or something. You know? Now, now to back this up, that whole scene was set up as Hera going to Mon Mothma about the Imperial uh, loyalists. Correct. Yeah. So, from from our standpoint, we're you know we have to decide: is this guy an Imperial loyalist? Is he right. someone who just doesn't believe it? Is he someone that's got some malicious, you know? So some other malicious motive or yeah. ulterior motive as to why he's uh, pushing against it. It it actually, and I'm I'm mildly pissed off that they didn't uh, put a Bothan in that position. Uh, oh yeah, because sure. In, in the EU, uh, Borskvelia was a character that a hundred percent was at odds with Mon Mothma and not an Imperial uh, loyalist by any stretch. Like he was a hundred percent behind the new Republic and became chancellor of the new Republic at one point, but was like uh very opposition to a lot of stuff like that. And it would have yeah. been, would have been a nice nod to, uh, to have him or something similar, uh, in there. Interesting. Um, but I don't even, I don't even know if he was, he was pro, getting rid of the imperial loyalists it was the other two on the other end that were like well we have a loyalist working everywhere and he actually right. agreed with Hera on something i don't remember what the line was but he actually agreed with something that Hera said before as soon as she brought up thrawn that's when he like jumped in and was like this guy's dead mm -hmm. you're wasting your time you're only trying to find ezra and he brought up ezra and she uh, oh, yeah. clapped back at him like big time you don't know that were you in the um, war <laughs> yeah just waiting to see who came out on top that was yeah. That was shots, big shots fired yeah. <laughs> from Hera at a sitting senator. Um, it was awesome. I mean, at the same time, that fits with Hera of the, you know, yep. zero, zero fucks given in any way, but shape, also, or form. I, at first, I thought, and this kind of leads into a different um, point that I have about uh, audience reaction to um, parts of the show. But um, at first, I thought I was like, that seems a little harsh for Hera. Even though I was like, no, there's definitely times in Rebels where she, you know, fits. I was going to say, when she goes full mom mode, it, it yeah. fit right there. Right. Uh, and also, it's like he's talking about someone that she views as her son, mm -hmm. more or less, officially or unofficially. Um, but also, 
you know, this show and Rebels are separated by the entire original trilogy, like the entire uh, rebellion against the Empire, and which she fought in, which is specified at the end of Rebels that she fought in that war. It should be. She's like aligned with the Rebels the entire series of Rebels. Um, and then she fought in the Battle of Endor. So war changes people. So like yeah. she's who knows what she's seen, what she's done, in, you know, within the, the original trilogy of films. So, you know, she could be a lot harder. She could have lost that uh, smooth edge that she sometimes had. Um, so I didn't think it was uh, completely out of character. Um, and then right after that meeting, she leaves. We see Chopper and we meet Jason Sandula. Yeah. I was very excited to see with his little green hair. He wants to be a Jedi. It's like his dad. Mm-hmm. Makes me think, does he know? How, how much does he know about his dad? I wonder. Yeah, I'm curious at this point, like how much, how much Hera has, I guess, told him about his dad. But like, why wouldn't she? There's right. like nothing to not. There's no bad. There's no reason to not tell him about. Yeah, I guess at this point in the timeline, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the fact that your dad was a Jedi. This is a tangent. Okay, but I saw. We never do that, Mike. I'm not, (laughs) especially never do it when we're talking about Star Wars. Correct. I I am not currently caught up on one of my favorite podcasts, Star Wars Minute. I'm like a week behind, but they tweeted this question that you may know the answer to, because I don't. And they don't, they've watched some of the animated shows, they watch live action stuff, they don't read all the books, and you know, they're similar to me, I guess, in what Star Wars they've seen. Was there ever an official, like, granting by the New Republic, did they ever, like, cancel Order 66 and grant official amnesty to any surviving Jedi and say, you can come back and join the New Republic, you're safe? Now that the Empire's gone, was that ever like an official decree? Hmm. And if not, why not? Right. Um, yeah, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Like, so there being any official rescinding of Order 66. Yeah. I mean, it should go without saying that the Empire has crumbled and the New Republic is not out to murder Jedi. But it also it's not like, you know, there's estimate of what there's like 100 between 100 and 200 Jedi that survived Order 66. I feel like I've heard that number before. We just don't know who they are, or where they are. Like, right. You'd think that more of them would start popping up in this exact timeline that we're talking about now. But we still only really see Luke and uh, Ahsoka. Right. Who is not technically a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw we saw Dr. Pershing in the Imperial Amnesty program. Is there a Jedi amnesty program? Yeah, right? Do they just forget about the Jedi? Or is that going to be like the next announced Dave Filoni animated series, similar to like Bad Batch, where they talk about <laughs> like clones uh, post-war and stuff like that would be like, what happened to all the Jedi? Oh, um, hey, uh, since we're on tangents, uh, we do have a um, the, some some comments in the chat, oh, including, including our uh, good friends over at Funky Town Comics and what Vinyl. What up, Funky? Uh, Mr. Jesse decided to uh, to drop the line that hasn't watched Rebels, which I knew and Ooh. have told him numerous times to watch. Yes, uh, I, I think I have as well. Andor, or well, no, Andor doesn't work there because Andor is a thing. Um, yeah, I, and know. I was slash, confused for a second. <laughs> right. And slash or uh, Ahsoka slaps. 
So yeah, we have yes. we have confirmation again from a Star Wars fan that has not watched Rebels. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think okay. Well, I guess okay. I'm. I don't want to get too far off of like. I feel like we're kind of breaking down the episode, and I was about to jump to like an end thing to make a point, and I will try to make that point. Try to remember to make that point when we get there. Um. Okay. But yeah, I'm. I'm glad that. Uh. I'm glad that it's working. Um. For people still, and I guess I don't really see why it wouldn't. Um. Oh, full disclosure: my wife did not see episode two. Oh. She saw one oh, and then okay. watched three. And I was like, oh, that's part of it. Then. You should probably watch two. And she's like, no, I'll watch three with you. I was uh, like, no, that's ah, okay. for sure. That's for sure. Part of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot that in between. So yeah, that yeah would you were be just a, like, I want this piece. new one. And right. You, no matter what, in I my can... brain, I'm like, I'm watching this at nine o'clock because I have to talk to Mike, right. talk to Mike yeah. at 945. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I'll say, so we meet Jason and he's adorable. And I hope that we get more of him and Hera and Chopper and what their little family unit is like. Um, oh, I can't imagine that we won't, but um, yeah, the fact that they said, oh, he's probably running around making trouble with Chopper. It's like, yeah, yeah, somewhere. that makes sense. He's yeah. kind of it like Chopper is his big brother for sure. Yeah. 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 And what a insane, <laughs> maniacal big brother. You have the most have. sadistic droid ever. No, second most to destroy it ever because you didn't ever experience HK-47, but... No, I know of him. Yeah. Of it. Um, uh, Chopper is my wife's favorite droid. Nice. Um, Hands down. Um, So then we get to uh, Ahsoka and Sabine and Hu Yang on their ship approaching um, uh, the Eye of Scion. Or whatever. Yes. I don't, what's the name of that planet? Do we know the name of that planet that it's working on? Uh, oh, God. Uh, the it's something. Damn. Something system. The Deneb system. It's the, yeah, it's Deneb system, and the planet is something water based. I can't remember what. Something yeah. C. Right. Um, and uh, we become engaged in this uh, super cool dogfight. Um, and the bad guys are flying spaceships that look like World War II planes. Was I wrong yes. on that? No, it, it definitely. Uh, they're like they're like shitty Naboo starfighters. Right. Yeah, but they they were like chunkier. Yeah. <laughs> like they weren't as like streamlined or anything. They li- literally looked like airplanes. Uh, is that an existing class of ship that you are aware of? Because I feel like I have never seen them before. No, Setos uh, was the planet for the record. Cetos, um, yes. But yeah, those, I, mm, nope, no idea. Oh, wow, cool. That's exciting. Um, I liked them a lot. I liked yeah. the design of them. I liked uh, the function of them. And it was. I felt like it was kind of a throwback to the, like, the George Lucas's original idea for Star Wars. He just wanted, like, dogfights in space you know that's how he described the space fighter right. that he wanted and that's how they filmed it and they matched scenes of old world war ii movies and stuff and there's like a big reference to that like oh yeah let's just have actual planes <laughs> yeah. fighting that's how we how to make this look different well and that's i mean this episode in general you had very uh akira kurosawa or uh, akira kurosawa feel to the sure. training and like yep the the music there was very old samurai uh 
Yes. Like old samurai montage training episode thing. Yep. And then you go into a World War II dogfight. It's like it's this episode took all of the whatever the like bullet points on the Star Wars wall when <laughs> George right. Lucas came up with it and was like, all right, let's take that one and that one and that one. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and it's a really cool dogfight space battle that there's like because it's long. It's, yeah, it takes a long. It's like there's like four sections to it, right? There's like the initial um, Ahsoka flying and Sabine on the rear gun. Yep. And I loved, loved that like in time you see Hu Yang is like the way that you two are communicating. We're never going to survive or whatever his line is. And Ahsoka like takes the beat and breathes and is like, Sabine, tell me what you need. Right. And it's like, oh, now we're going to start working together. And that works. And that's great. Like, I love that, like, Ahsoka and like, you see it on her face. Like, he's right. I need to like, we're both trying to lead this. And sometimes, you know, just because she's my Padawan, it doesn't mean that. I can't uh, let her lead every once in a while. Like I need to like listen to her. Um, so there's that section. Then there's the um, uh, I'm going to go outside <laughs> right. section, which immediately I thought this is going to be divisive. <laughs> like, yes. 100%. Fans. I loved it. And uh I loved it because she put on a, a, a cool little spacesuit. Yes. So <laughs> it, all I was sitting there, I was literally sitting there like, oh, God, she's just going to walk outside. Oh, God. Like all I all I, <laughs> I in my brain, all I saw was Leia in episode yep. eight. Yep. And I was I like, the same oh, thing. shit, yep. here we go again. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, when she actually put on a, uh, a suit. Now, my, yeah. <laughs> my wife was like, oh, Fancy, she just had a custom suit that included all her whatever the hell those are on her head. And in my, you know, infinite wisdom, I was like, her Leku? Yeah. Her Leku in Montreal's? Well, okay, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's her ship. That's what why I, would I was she not, like. Why yeah. would she not have a spacesuit that fits her? Right. Of course she would. She's not going to have The fact human that she put a suit on saved that scene for me. I was like, 100%. Oh, it's not going to be good. Oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah, I was like... I was like, at least put a little thing over her face, like, mm-hmm. or like a, and even that will be ridiculous. But yes. like, oh, it's like, oh, full suit, amazing, right. perfect. So we get something I don't think we've ever seen before in live action: uh, somebody standing outside on a spaceship with lightsabers, fighting off, uh, you know, enemies, enemy ships. Which I thought was cool as hell, and she does a little. Uh, little ray move where she like cuts the wing off of one of them or with a flip flipping over and like i'm watching this i'm loving it smiling ear to ear and just thinking like oh so many fans are gonna hate this mm-hmm. <laughs> so many people that are gonna hate this and i just love the hell out of it and i don't care about those people hating it there's, it's just there there's just always somebody that's going to hate it yep yeah um so then we get into the third section which is they're shot down uh, or no, no, wait, they're shot down before she goes out, right? She goes out because yeah, they're she goes broken out down. Because they're shot because down. Because they're broken down. So they get shot down. But then, so that's intercut with Sabine fixing it. Um, and they're like drifting. Uh, this is because Morgan Elsbeth has fired the cannons from the actual uh, hyperspace ring, which is cool. Right. Um, and then. Which for some reason, hold on. Why do you install turbo lasers on a hyperspace ring? 
Um, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's bigger because it's bigger than any other hyperspace ring. It's big enough to be like its own space station thing. Like sure. she's living inside that thing. All right. So why not put guns on it? And while it's sitting there, it's not like the, it doesn't have like a fleet protecting it. I mean, it's got these little like ships, but it's not like it's got star destroyers around it or anything. So I feel like it needs protection. All right. We'll give it so to that's you. That's why. That's why, Steve. Okay. That's why. That's fine. <laughs> um, and then you think it's going to be over, but no, they fix the ship and they start fighting in the clouds. And that's when we get live action motherfucking pergils, space whales, star whales. They were referred to officially in the show as yep. star whales. Well, Space Whales was already taken by Star Trek, so... Oh, is that true? I don't know if it was if they were actually referred to as that, but that was... Oh, uh, okay. The, they were colloquially known as Space Whales in Star Trek. Wow. The Voyage Home, down some I believe. Trek. Wow. Oh. They, were they Save Whales? Is save that the, the Save whales, the Whale man. one? Yeah. I've never seen that, but I assumed they... I, I've heard that was a movie where they save whales, but I didn't know they were saving space whales. I thought they were saving earth whales. Space whales, man. Space whales. Oh, okay. Wow. Look at you dropping some Trek knowledge. Here, Here we go, are. Buddy. Here we are. We're not a we're not a one star podcast. We're a five star podcast. I That's just haven't right. found the other four. <laughs> um, I said hell yeah out loud. I think when they shot up through the clouds, and I think <laughs> so, I was. I was <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. My wife at that same point was like, are they just not going to talk about those? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Your wife not being fluent in Star Wars, I mm -hmm. think, is what threw her. I think if you are used to Star Wars and you're bought in, mm -hmm. then even if you don't know the significance of these creatures because you haven't watched Rebels, Jesse, um, then you're still just like, oh, this is just weird Star Wars creatures because yeah. we see those all the time in Star Wars things. So I think there's a lot like I, I think that works for um, just live action Star Wars fans. They're like, oh, this is a cool, weird thing that I've never seen before. But there's another level of meaning to it for the people that know the significance of those creatures. Right. Um, being pergils. Um uh, and that goes on pretty long. And there's cool shots where they're flying like in between two of them that are about to, you know, touch each other. And they're like, just got to escape. So cool. So cool. Um, and they looked great, too. They didn't yeah, look they like did. they were skimped on. I They spent all the money on this show. They spent a good amount of VFX money on this show. Uh, didn't look chintzy, really, to me at all. Well, I um, think the trick is they've done enough, like... You can see a lot of it's practical. Yeah. And that they're not overly relying on VFX. They're using it where they need to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. So. And this episode, I, I remember in our first review, I thought the first two episodes, there were scenes that seemed very volume-y. Yeah. As in, I could tell they were being filmed in that circular screen room called mm -hmm. the volume that they use for Mandalorian and stuff. Um, and I didn't feel that way as much in this episode because a lot of the scenes were like on ships that looked like physical, physically built sets. I'm sure they yeah. were like enhanced back green screen backgrounds and things like that. But like even in the cockpit of the ship and stuff, like you don't see much outside the window, some of those angles. So um, those are all practical sets. It looks great. Loved it. Did um, did I refer you to the interview that uh, the Thank the Maker podcast did with the guy who worked in the volume 
Uh, you did, but I have not listened to okay. it. I meant to. It's I it's well not. worth. Uh, I mean, thank the maker in general. Star Wars podcast. It's well worth a listen. Um, yeah. Strangely enough, it's uh, members of Yellow Card, Story of the Year, and various other pop punk bands. Cool. Um, but they uh, they ended up doing a interview with one of the guys who works in the volume and like understands what they're doing and whatnot. It's oh, wow. an amazing hour of audio. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to thank you for reminding me of that. I'll have to put that on my queue to yep. listen to. Um Yeah, so when they hide out, uh I love the gag about uh Hu Yang scanning uh his scan is complete right <laughs> as he explodes. Yeah. Or, you know, shorts out or whatever and then comes back up going man complete. Like yep. <laughs> it was really great. Um uh and having the information that they need to know about what the hyperspace ring is. And they just kind of hide out in the forest for a little bit and talk about uh, what they should do while they're avoiding detection. And then uh, we see Bale, first shot of... Um, Balin? Balin. Yeah, I was going to yep. say, it's not Bale. Bale, Bale, that's Bale, Bale or Gun. I'm thinking yep. of. Yeah. Um, Balin Skull sending uh, his men into the uh, woods to find them and kill them. That's the end of the episode. Um which, and, uh, call me crazy, but did those guys look very Knights of Rennie? They looked a little Knights of Rennie. It was like they have those, um, there's another character that I thought they looked like that I'm trying to think of where I saw them. It, I think it's like a background alien character that has the same kind of like Cyclopsy visor and with a hat that kind of looks like a fez and a weird um mechanical mouth thing they i think it's like a prequel or it's like a or it's something that was like a reshot edited edited into like yeah. the the 90 late 90s reissues of like gotcha. that's like as a background character in like java's palace or something that they reminded me of but i don't know the name of the species and i'd have to watch the entire movie to be like that's one, you're, that's the you're not thinking about. of the kubez that uh Dude, called you in. say the name you can well, say no, the name. I'm I, not going to know who it is. No, but I was going to say the one, the the Kubas that called in Luke and Obi Wan as being in the cantina. Um. The oh no, not Kubas. I don't think but, so. Uh, I remember yeah. like a reaction shot, like a something like that, like an alien noise and like uh, a turning okay. of a turning of a head. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll just have to watch all 11 Star Wars movies and uh, oh, see. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Oh, shucks. Twist my arm. Yep. Um, I love this show so far. I think it's doing great. Um, I wanted to address, uh, speaking of my um, point about Hera earlier, um, how we don't know how like the war has changed her because war changes people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've seen a lot of people saying that like they don't, they don't think Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka right and that they're he's playing her too. She's playing her too like solemnly or too like the, less fun the or something. Snips isn't snippy enough. Yeah, Snips isn't snippy enough. But I think those people are thinking of early Clone Wars episodes and not thinking of her as a person who has witnessed a ton of terrible stuff. Right. And fought in multiple wars. And she's, again, we don't know where Ahsoka is during, at least I don't, unless it's in a comic or a book somewhere. 
I don't know what Ahsoka does during the original trilogy. Right. Um, but you know part of her probably wishes she could save Anakin and then learns that she wasn't able to or and she wasn't able to even be with him in his final moments or anything like that. So I think Ahsoka's hardened up uh, quite a bit. And she's not, you know, we talked about last week, like in Rebels, um, she's not as quippy and fun and uh, no. bouncy. She's looked at as more of like, well, even a, even a wise kind of like experienced force user. And she's not cracking jokes and making snide comments. She doesn't necessarily have that relationship with the Rebels crew like she did have with somebody like Anakin Skywalker or right. Obi-Wan. So even season think, seven of Clone Wars, like, yeah, by the, after she leaves the order, like you can feel yes. there's a shift for sure. hundred percent. And couple that with now that she's. You know, she is a master. She is training somebody. Um, and, you know, even in the beginning of the series, we learn that she was training with her. And, you know, there's a little bit of an antagonism there because of their history. So, yeah, she's not going to be like super warm and open arms necessarily because of their past relationships, her relationship with the Rebels crew in general, based on her other relationships and all the shit that she's gone through in her yeah. life. Like, yo. People change. Like, I feel like these are the same people that are, that don't understand how Luke Skywalker could possibly be where he is by the time we get to see him at the end of Force Awakens or in Last Jedi. But like, I don't know, like, yes, he was once young and hopeful. People change. Things happen to them and things go wrong and they get hardened and they see stuff that changes them and they do stuff that changes them and they need to walk away from things. They become different people like. Ahsoka is a character that's been around a long time, like in canon. She's old. <laughs> she's been through, like I said, she's been through two wars. The so, crotchety old man is a trope for a reason. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. Let, I think I think she's doing great. And like yeah. I, I, we talked in last week, last week's reaction as well, like when she's talking to Hera or talking to Hu Yang about her problems with Sabine, like we are seeing that kind of like impatience that she had in clone wars yeah. um and her like not arrogance but like um i guess impatience is kind of a better like you know a little snark right. there i mean you saw you, know? it, you saw it in this episode when the dogfight started yeah when they yes, were just exactly. kind of going at it and yeah they weren't like, working together yeah not on the same side and then stubbornness stubbornness yeah, is the go. other word i was looking for yes um and yeah i mean that was that was something that really it, it kind of drove home where Ahsoka was and also that she was willing to shift her point of view when she realized that the two of them were completely at yes. odds. Yes. 100%. So. So that was. Um, uh, sorry. Anything. What else from the, anything else from this episode that you wanted to bring up or touch on? I'm trying to think. I mean, the whole the whole episode in general just struck me as. Well shot, well composed. Yeah. Um, yes. It didn't feel, at any point, it didn't feel like the volume. At any point, it didn't feel like something was, um, like that anything was forced. Uh, yeah. Which was kind of weird uh, after we've seen what we've seen from modern Disney properties. Some modern Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Yep. So... It was, it was just a, a, yeah, it was a, it was a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah. 
I agree. I, I'm probably with you on live action. It might have been the the best thing I've seen. I mean, it's up of, there. That, that's not named Andor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I feel it's, it's right probably there. better than a couple Andor episodes. Not every yeah. episode. Oh, like 100%. The, you know. But you um, know, tip to tail, Andor was head and shoulders above everything. Yeah, I agree. Similar to... Like, Andor is also a different kind of Star Wars. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is like full, we are in it. There's space whales and lightsabers and all that right. kind Whereas of crazy Star shit Wars is happening. Is this is Star Wars gets. Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, or Andor is Star Wars, but it's just got a different feel to it. So. Right. But this is, you know, like we talked about, uh, season two of Mandalorian last episode yeah. kind of feels of like, okay, this just feels like Star Wars. There's plenty of episodes of Mandalorian where, you know, I'm not smiling ear to ear and watching stuff. Like, I think I said, this is awesome to my wife, like three times during that <laughs> 35 minute episode. Yeah. And I was just like the whole end of it. I was just like. I just had like a huge dumb grin on my face. <laughs> I, I guess was just like, hey, this is amazing. That's I'm the other thing this. is they didn't try and stretch it out. They didn't try and do whatever. It was 35 yep. minutes. It was what it needed. Yeah. And it was, it was a clear, concise episode of television. Didn't feel too long. Didn't feel too short. Um, I got, I should mention it's directed by Steph green, uh, same uh, person that directed the second episode as well. Um, and those are the only two episodes that she's directing this season. So we'll see if there's a difference in feel because we both like you and I both thought the second episode was felt better than the first episode. Yeah. And we like this episode a lot. Uh, Dave Filoni directed the first episode and he's also directing episode five, which makes me think that something big is happening in episode five. I feel like. Yeah. When he, he, he steps in when it's like something that is close to his heart. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Maybe that's like the reveal of Thrawn or Ezra or something that we'll finally get. Yeah, it's. I mean, at some point we know within this eight episode arc that uh, Thrawn will be seen. We were going to see Thrawn. Yeah, uh, like he stepped in to direct that the the episode of Mandalorian, which was the first live action appearance of Ahsoka, was directed by Dave Filoni. Like he was like, Gooch over Favreau, or yeah. you know, Tommy Yua or whoever is directing. Um, Mandalorian episodes. I'm surprised they didn't get um, Bryce Dallas Howard to do one of these. Yeah. She's done a few Mandalorians and they've all been great. But yeah, that is kind of surprising. Whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah, I didn't realize Steph Green had hit, uh, you know, I, I knew she was involved in Watchmen and Book of Boba Fett, but I did not realize she directed an episode of Luke Cage as well. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So I didn't know that either. Yep. Yeah. Bates go Motel. Her. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things she's done. So, big fan of hers, and big fan of this show. Gotta say, um, yep. I don't know that I have anything else to say other than I uh, wish that I could watch episode four tomorrow. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to wait Pretty a good. week. Yep, gonna have to wait a week. If everything goes according to plan, we shall still should be able to do a reaction uh, like this next week. Um, I think I'm available. I don't think I got anything going on next Tuesday. Yeah. Check my check my calendar. I'll let you know. If we don't do it Tuesday, maybe we can do it Wednesday. Uh, but I like doing these instant uh, things. And then, you know, I'm sure I'll remember something throughout the week that we can talk about on our su- regular Sunday show or, you know, next week as well. A regular whatever, Sunday but. show that may be postponed till Monday. Oh, that's right, because you're out of town. I will right? be in New Hampshire. So. 
All right. Well, maybe we'll do Monday and then Ahsoka on Tuesday also, like a back-to-back double Back-to-back, day. guys. Back-to-back. We'll have to see. To back. And, uh, hey, um, you know, more time in between multiverse episodes just gives you all more time to watch Rebels. Just start watching it. Or, yeah. hey, like I said, if you want a crash course, you let me know. I'll give you a list of 20-ish episodes. Get you all up to speed on what we're talking about and what's going on in Ahsoka. Appreciate it on a whole different level. You know the That's really great. sad thing? What? Part of me, I just finished rewatching Rebels. And part of me is like, maybe I should watch that crash course just because. Because Rebels is that good. It's that good. Yeah, no, I did a full rewatch by myself. And then, like, during that rewatch is how I was able to pick out the important episodes that yeah. I thought my wife should watch. So then I went to rewatched those with her so i got a double shot in of rebels in the last uh couple months very nice and and i watched so i and part of the list for her was all of season four <laughs> so i ended <laughs> up watching all of season four, four twice yeah yeah god that yeah that canon episode man sorry every canon episode <laughs> yeah every canon episode um all right that is all i got for uh i believe for ahsoka episode Three. Yeah. Big fan. No, I think uh I think that about wraps it up. Um yeah, I didn't notice any major uh, it'll come to me after some random Easter egg that we didn't talk about yeah. or whatever. But yeah. um this is the uh blessing and curse of an instant reaction. So yes. with that, I would say if you want to find out about any of those Feel free to follow us on socials, uh, the Multiverse Report at most of wherever the hell you actually want to talk to us at. Um, the Multiverse Report at gmail.com, the Multiverse Report.com if you want to check out a good old fashioned website. And, uh, you know, I guess that's where you can find us. Yeah, that's where you can find us. And, um, you know, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. Pretty active oh, on there. You know what? People should probably like and subscribe and, yes. you know, leave us a review on YouTube or your podcatcher of choice. Ideally, Apple Music really helps, uh, you know, trick the computer into telling other people that we exist. So, yeah, even if you listen to us on Spotify, I would be love it if you could hop over to Apple and uh, give us a, a review on there. Um, that would be great. And if you're watching us on YouTube... Try check us out on podcast. If if you're listening to us on podcast, you can watch our lovely faces uh, say these words if you would like. So you know they're both yeah. there. Switch it up every once in a while. Um, and I think that's all we got. So until next time, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>